0: All right, cool. Whenever you're ready.
1: All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Face Off Spot podcast rundown. I'm Owen Roach, and with me is our usual co-host, the amazing Adam Larson. What's going on, Adam? It's
0: a pleasure to be here, Owen. A pleasure to be here. You sound great, and uh, I just wanted to say uh, thank you for joining us and, and being
1: part of uh, Team
0: Face Off Spot. I, I really appreciate it, and I, uh, I can't wait to see where this goes, Owen.
1: I'm really excited about it. Awesome! Awesome. Me too. I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm really excited, uh, like you said, to uh, you know see what we can do. Uh, so this new rundown segment is going to be just kind of a weekly segment uh, where I come on, and usually I'll have Adam with me, or sometimes it'll be uh, some other guests from around the hockey community here in DFW. Uh, but we're just going to go over you know some of the hottest topics uh, this week, not only in the NHL but hockey in general, whether it be you know minor leagues or international or in the DFW Metroplex, but just going to go over some of the uh, more popular topics, give our thoughts about it, and, uh, yeah, just kind of discuss them. So are we ready to roll, Adam?
0: Yeah, I think we're ready to roll. Um, I'm assuming that people uh, want to hear our opinions on things, but, uh, you know, I think we both played hockey uh, long enough that uh, we might have the wrong take, but, you know, it's going to be an honest opinion, and, uh, you know, that's all we can offer is our honest opinion on things going around in the, uh, the hockey world as we know it.
1: Definitely, definitely. All right, perfect. So let's dive right into it. Uh, first thing we want to talk about this past week Uh, The Florida Panthers recalled from their minor league system Spencer Knight uh, to play in goal. He ended up making his debut for the Panthers, making 33 saves in a win versus the Blue Jackets. Now, if that name sounds familiar, uh, you may recall that he was the 13th overall pick for the Panthers in the 2019 NHL draft. But more importantly, he helped backstop the U.S. uh, national team at the 2021 IIHF World Junior Championships, uh, where U.S. was able to... uh, upset Canada in the gold medal game.
0: Yeah, so Owen oh, the the cool thing I think about that is um you know the fact that uh, this kid cuz I did work for the Florida Panthers whenever they drafted him so I have a little bit of, uh, I'm not going to say uh, uh, inside scoop here, but I knew that as soon as he was drafted, everybody in Florida was super excited about this. Um, you know, and sometimes it can be difficult when you're kind of ready for that guy to come up, but you have to give him time to, uh, you know, you got to give him time to progress and, and kind of get ready. But uh, from everything I heard, they, they knew that it wasn't going to take too long. Um, so it's really, it's really good to see him. But I do have an interesting stat here, Owen, for you that I found, that yes. uh, Columbus okay. is 1 in 10. Against rookie goalies making their NHL debuts, so I'm not saying that it wasn't because of uh, you know Spencer Knight and his uh, fantastic goalie abilities, but I just thought that was an interesting step
1: yeah definitely that uh that is a little bit uh peculiar i wonder if it's coincidence or maybe just the blue jackets are the team that everybody's <laughs> you know stoked up ready to go against in their debuts
0: yeah let's start it but uh you know you have a little bit of a goaltending uh, experience yourself obviously uh not in the nhl but uh you know you've still had those games where you know you're kind of playing in a new league or or you know you're kind of making that next step um so I think everybody kind of, uh, you know, is rooting not just because he's a USA guy, but everybody's kind of rooting for him uh, kind of kind of in that same aspect. So it's like he's wanting to kind of uh, kind of deliver because it doesn't always work out this way.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think definitely a huge part of it is, you know, just the adrenaline rush and kind of, you know, that new experience, um, you know, playing for TCU these past four years, not only my, uh, you know, my first game. Uh, ever playing for them but you know just like the first game of every season and you know you can feel it with the first game of even you know every weekend series you know you're you're ready to roll you want to you know put your best foot forward give your team the best chance to win so uh, that definitely uh, plays a huge part and I'm sure it did for uh, Spencer Knight there uh, this past week and and
0: I wasn't actually able to catch any of that game I really really wanted to Um, but it's just uh, it's one of those situations too where you know obviously it's like everybody knows that like Everybody's, or he knows that everybody's watching him you know, for the right. most part. So it's like in a debut, you have to be mentally tough, but that's kind of maybe what they're looking for, you know, when they draft mm-hmm. those goalies, because, you know, there's X amount of goalies with such and such skill, but do they have the the mental tenacity, if you will, to actually you know survive in that league? So I think it was a good showing by him. Uh, I wouldn't put too much into that Columbus stat. I just thought it was uh, kind of interesting, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I- I'm looking forward to it. But uh, they do already have a goalie there that they're paying uh quite quite a bit of money too if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm.
1: yeah definitely they're uh florida's in a peculiar situation because right now their number one guy is sergey Bobrovsky, who uh, a couple seasons ago you know signed that huge monumental deal uh leaving columbus funny enough heading mm-hmm. down there to florida and now uh later this season the backup for the panthers uh Tr- chris drager i believe is how you pronounce his yeah. name yep. uh, i might be butchering that so mr drager if you're watching i'm sorry <laughs> if i messed that up yeah but uh, he's been playing, you know, incredible in that backup role this year uh, for Babrowski. And so you're already looking at two solid goalies. Then you call up Spencer Knight, you know, if he's able to continue what he did in that debut. And then not only do they have Spencer Knight, but they also have in their minor league system, Devin Levi, who, if that name sounds familiar, it's because he was the goalie for Team Canada uh, when they were, beat by the U S in that uh, gold medal game in this past tournament for the world juniors. So two excellent goalies, you know, climbing up the ladder developing right now for Florida, you know, you got to wonder, uh, are they going to let Bobrovsky or Drager walk and potentially be taken by Seattle in the expansion draft? You know, it's like, what is the future for those goalies? Will Bobrovsky keep playing well enough to earn that money that he signed for, uh, you know, it's just interesting. Uh, and I'll be very interested to see what the Panthers end up doing. Uh, you know, with all that depth at goalie,
0: yeah, no, and it's it's kind of interesting too, because um, you know hockey's changed a little bit where you need more of a, a depth in goalie, you know what I mean? Like you don't have yeah, it where yeah. your starting goalie is playing you know eighty percent of the games. It's like you really do need that depth, especially if right. somebody you know kind of gets uh gets injured there. Um, yeah. But I, I have heard a lot of people say that, um, that Knight's uh, style is very close to that uh, Drager. I, I don't know if we said his last name differently, but uh, anyway, I apologize if I said it wrong, too. But um, <laughs> the style is pretty similar, and I've always kind of liked goalies like this. Uh, and I kind of mm-hmm. consider you this, but like to where you just kind of stay big, you cut off the angles. You know, there's not a lot of extra additional movement that's kind of unnecessary, um, but just a very, right. very uh, smart goalie with a high IQ.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely see that with uh, Dreger and could totally see that with Knight. You know, big frame, uh, really able to do that and just kind of be that solid rock that, you know, the Panthers need in that. They have a lot of offensive firepower, so they're able to combine that, you know, with some solid D and some solid goaltending, you know. they have the keys for a deep playoff run somewhere in the near future. You'd think.
0: Oh yeah, because you got because you got to have that. Uh, you got to have those goaltenders back there to keep you in it. Because sometimes sometimes it only takes one hot goalie, and if you can uh, end up with a couple, then uh, you know goaltending and defense. That's what's uh, that's what wins the championships. Am I right, Owen? Yep.
1: Absolutely, hundred percent.
0: Right. All right. Well, hey. Uh, so, what's uh what's the next thing on the countdown here? What we got? All right.
1: So, the next thing, sticking with the goalie topic. Uh, last week, Carey Price was sent into concussion protocol, forcing him to miss a minimum of four games for the Canadians. So, that may not seem too significant at first, but taking a look at the NHL standings, and I think Price has already missed, you know, one or two of those games that he was uh, going to have to miss for being in the protocol, but. Looking at the standings right now in that north division of all the Canadian teams, the Canadians currently have the fourth spot locked up, but only by four points over the Flames. So right. you gotta wonder that I mean, that's two games. Canadians yeah. drop two games, Flames win two games, you know, they're tied for that fourth spot. Granted, the Canadians have a game at hand, but you know, we're coming down to the final ten games of the season. So that's a really untimely injury, and you just gotta wonder, yeah, you know, will that unfortunate injury to carry price one of the better goalies in the nhl end up costing the canadians a playoff spot
0: well and i do have to ask you this before we get started you know obviously under the carry price issue but have you been watching any of the uh, uh the canadian division
1: uh, I will when it's on. I always try to because, you know, those games are just so exciting, I feel like.
0: Well, you got you got teams beating teams that beat other teams. That be, it's just you yeah. you never know what you're going to get. And it's really – it's yep. like – it's almost like they've been playing, you know, playoff hockey for a while now. But, like, each yeah. game is just – is, uh, is kind of super, super intense. But, you know, obviously, Carey Price being out is, is a huge issue. But uh, one of the things that I read is that um, – uh, so if they have to uh, recall, um, I guess the other backup goalie's name is Primo, if they have to recall him, it's going to create a cap issue that would prohibit them from using Caulfield, um, even if the Canadians want to. And I don't know the ins and outs of that, um, but just him being out is causing a situation where they'll have to call somebody up and then possibly not be able to have Caulfield if he's, if he's available to go. So it's like, it's kind of a two-fold thing where you're missing your star goalie, but then it also you know is causing uh, situations financially so it's just kind of a odd situation there in Montreal but uh, I feel like they're used to it yeah yeah
1: definitely definitely yeah i didn't i didn't realize that uh, that potential salary cap issue could come into play i mean you know that would just take things from bad to worse especially with carry price being out you know if they the canadians are serious and they really want to make a deep playoff run or even get past the first round. I mean, right now, it looks like if they are able to keep that four spot, they'll be going against the Leafs, uh, you know, and that's going to be a tough series. They're really going to need to carry Price back there and playing his best goaltending. So, you know, you yeah. got to wonder, uh, even if Price does come back, will having to sit out at least a week, yeah. you know, cause him to kind of lose an edge a little bit, uh, especially right now in crunch time going into the end of the season? Because, I mean, they still got to get there too. Yeah. I'm saying Like, you know, mm-hmm. they're, only, they're only four points ahead of the flames i mean the canucks they're eight points ahead of which is quite a few games with only 10 games left in the season but yeah. i mean you just never know they, they're going to need to get there first and then have to worry about you know who they're playing in the playoffs
0: well i mean I, i'm you know and i'm not uh, a super huge canadians fan i know they have jake allen i'm a big jake allen fan but mm-hmm. if you're really going to make a push like you need to have Kerry price in there which, you know, in a way, because I've I've always been just a Carey Price fan, uh, just as far mm-hmm. as the way that he's been able to play. Even when the Canadians didn't have, you know, really, really good teams, I always right. just really uh, appreciated the way that he kind of always kind of kept his composure. Um, most of the, you know, goalies, the, you know, young goalies in the NHL looked up to him uh, growing up. I know Carter Hart was, you know, just a, a huge fan of his. Um, right. But, you know, he's kind of at that uh, that next level of goaltender. If you want to talk about, like, elite goaltenders. I know he had uh, yeah. kind of a rough season for a little bit this season. But, you know, if you want to talk about, like, really, really, really elite goalies, I mean, he's in the top, you know. Because to be able to do it season after season after season, as you Absolutely. know, that takes a hard toll on the body. But, uh, no, I don't think, uh, you know, I'm not happy to see him not there. Because, um, you know, you really do want these teams when, you know, teams enter the playoffs you almost want it to be a a no excuses situation right you know what i mean where it's like everyone at their best yeah you know because you really want to. you don't want to say like oh well what if and 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 this and that and you know out of the canadian teams i guess i could say like you know i i I dig the leafs i kind of like the leafs i'm actually more of a canucks fan but you know they're kind of uh out of it i I feel like for this season but um i mean i I would say at least in the canadian division i do enjoy uh canadians hockey and i always kind of likened it to uh like the Dallas Cowboys, if you will, of uh, hockey in Canada. Because just the, you know, that's another thing about Carey Price. He's been able to, you know, with all the media reports, anytime there's a a slow media week, he gets thrown under the bus at some point for one thing or another. Um, And just kind of being able to stay composed that way. I don't know if there's a lot of people that aren't, you know, at least in some way uh, respectful of Carey Price and what he can do. But uh, was he one of your guys? I mean, I know that, uh, you know, you've had a a few guys, but as a a goaltender yourself, how do you see him?
1: So... As a goaltender myself, I've always looked at him as, you know, a goalie who I almost think of, I mean, saying this as a Sabres fan, I almost think of him as, like, in terms of loyalty and skill, he's almost like the Canadiens' modern Dominic Hasek, Mm -hmm. because, you know, since he's joined the team, they really haven't done anything. I think they've maybe made the conference finals, like, one time. But, you know, he's stuck with them. He's stayed in Montreal. He's up season after season of just you know like him and vesna talks yep you know and so it would be so easy for him you know if he ever wanted to you know to request a trade and i, I mean who wouldn't trade for Carey price yeah you know well and, and, and then goaltender that you know could put you over the edge and help you with a playoff push or a playoff run you know
0: yeah and you know at the end of the day it's almost one of those things too where you know does montreal with having him or you know uh, since having him it's almost like they have to make a push to win every year like there yeah. there should be no like rebuilding years with Carey price right. as your goalie it's like yeah. just yeah. having him on your team alone it's, you know, it's it's almost like you have to push for it because you could do it. You could come out with maybe a little bit less skilled team, but with him and net you can make, you know, a push. Because what was it, last year, they were on the outside. They were number, what, 23 or number 24. They just barely made it in. But everybody, yep. everybody was afraid to play him because of Carey Price and how well he was playing. Yep,
1: exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that, you know, not only can he steal a game, he could steal an entire series.
0: Oh, yeah, you know, for so sure. And and there was, yeah. and obviously this didn't end up happening, but there was a little bit of trade talk for a little while um, about him going to Colorado, which I was really looking right. forward to. Grubauer's played great, but man, I as a Colorado fan, I was like, wait, I've seen this before. Colorado, or right. uh, sorry, Montreal goalie going down to Colorado <laughs> and winning some cups. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I've seen this before, but uh, anyway, well, uh, we we hope Carey Price the best. Uh, I feel like every team should have their, their guys. Uh, you know, just, to, just to see what they can do. But uh, anyway, uh, Mr. Owen Roche, what do we have next?
1: All right. So, next, this one was pretty big news. So, uh, if you're into hockey at all, you probably heard about it. But Patrick Marlowe, the San Jose Sharks playing in his 23rd season, just played in his 1,768th NHL game, officially passing Gordie Howe for number one all time on the NHL games played list. And I just want to start by saying that the The fact that he has been able to play in the NHL for 23 years and in that many games, just able to keep his body and his mind right in order to do that is just insane. It's a feat on its own, and now to officially have you know that recognition as playing in the most games all time—that's just—it's crazy.
0: Well, I think the one of the craziest things, and a lot of people may or may not understand this, but, like, you don't, like, the NHL isn't just doing him a favor by still allowing him to play. You still have to be, you know what I mean? You still have to be one of the best players in the world. Like, they're not just keeping him around, you know, as a favor to him or yeah. because of whatever. Like, you still have to be able to go out there and play. But to know that, and there's a whole bunch of, like, crazy stats out there, but that was a 59-year-old record. 59. 59. And here's the yeah. other thing, and this, this might be kind of sad, but, I don't, with, with the way that the game's played now, I really don't see it. I don't see it being broken. I just don't. Um, yeah. Or if it does, it'll be a long, long time. We'll be very old men, Owen Roche. We'll be very, yeah, very absolutely. old. Because if you look, if you kind of go down in that list of people that have played, you know, uh, even if you go, like, top ten, like, if you look at people that are playing now, it's really hard to see anybody um Anybody that's gonna gonna come up with that. It was interesting that it happened during the uh, Vegas game, though, because you know Vegas and the Sharks obviously have uh, you yeah. know issues playing one another. But I feel like the way right. that Vegas handled it was really classy.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you saw them all like you know shaking the hands and got a whole standing ovation, and everything, uh, the whole nine yards. What absolutely well deserved. I mean, that's still I, it's hard to think about. Like you're saying, just thinking about it, it's a 59 year old record, Gordy Howe was the one who held it, and you know, how big he is in the world of hockey, just to think that that record could be broken by somebody who, you know, I guess we both grew up watching because he's been in the league for so long, you know? Oh, so, yeah. No, I, I really, is, it's really cool to see.
0: Yeah. I really, uh, really can't remember him uh, not being in there, but uh, anyway, he's, uh, you know, and, and cause I don't, you're probably a lot like me. There's teams that you don't necessarily like, but there's players on those teams that it's just impossible uh, to just not completely respect. Um, so right. he, he is, uh, definitely one of those guys. I really thought that there was a chance that, uh, they could have pulled something off, uh, uh, when he was up in Toronto, but, uh, I guess he kind of switched with, uh, jumbo Joe Thornton there. And so I think, yeah, uh, yeah. J- Joe's trying to, trying to make the push for him, but I would kind of almost put Joe in that same sort of thing. It's like, you know, I just, I have a lot of respect for him. He at no point was like one of my favorite players, but at the end of the day, you know, does he deserve to lift one? Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I wish... I could see him left one, but like you are saying, you know, it's like when he was on the Leafs, you know, I don't really want to be rooting for the Leafs, but like you said, you know, it's a player on the Leafs that you'd like to see so get one. Uh, then he went to the Pens, same thing. I don't know if I want to see the Penguins win another one, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, but if it was him... I'd be happy for him at least. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's kind of
0: the same thing, like with OV. Like, you know, I, I've never been, if anything, like, definitely not a, a Capitals fan at any point uh, in my life. But you know, just, just to see him be able to lift it, I'm like, this is deserved. Like, there's, the, there, there's no way that you can say that this is a bad thing for the sport or anybody. Um, right. You know, so he, he I, w- I would put him in that category uh, uh, for sure. But uh, anyway, well, uh, c- congrats, uh, Patrick Barlow. Um, it's always cool seeing that stuff because we essentially uh, witnessed kind of history uh, that, I don't know, nobody will be able to witness for quite some time. So it's always a good day to be alive, I guess. But uh, anyway, so Owen Roche, what do we got next?
1: All right. So next, uh, our next two topics go a little bit hand in hand but first off we have the ohl ontario hockey league Mm -hmm. has decided to shut down its season after uh the canadian government specifically in ontario uh did not approve of their return to play plan so this is a pretty big deal believe it or not just because the ohl you know one of the top major junior leagues out there uh i think i read somewhere that uh in terms of next year's draft, five of the top 10 projected picks are OHL players. So, you know, these guys, you know, they're playing for their future careers. And now, you know, this season gets shut down. They're like mid-season. I don't know if they're going to try to go, you know, overseas to get some games in. But, you know, it really has a big impact on the future of these players.
0: Yeah. So and I was kind of reading up on this and I thought this was an interesting take. There could end up being a lot of steals, like a lot of OHL players in the draft that get kind of that. Get, you know, it's like because th- th- there might yep. not be the focus on them right now. They might, you know, kind of end up a little bit later on in the draft. But if people have been paying attention, they know who those players are. And I feel terrible for these players. Don't get me wrong. I think yeah. it's uh, obviously not uh, a good situation at all. Um, but it might be kind of good. Well, I guess what I'm saying, it, it's, it's not necessarily even a good thing that they're being dropped down uh, in, in the draft list. Uh, but at the end of the day, it might be good for some of these, uh, some of these NHL teams. But uh, it's one of those situations to where I don't live up in Canada. I can't, uh, you know, I don't have a firsthand perspective on, like, why yeah. they are being kind of the, the way that they are. But could you imagine having a goal and working towards that goal for a long, 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 long time, and then having something that's completely out of your control just halt your progress. And when you say halt, this is what a halt would be, halting your progress. Like, the amount of frustration, I, I completely get it. I understand.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with what you're saying. I think what makes it even worse is that, you know, the other major junior leagues, the QMJHL and the WHL, both were allowed to start their seasons back up. So it's like the OHL is the one... Major junior league that wasn't allowed to start up again. Yep. And then I mean, you take a look even in the US, like, you know, NCAA hockey allowed to continue. Mm-hmm. USHL allowed to continue. Yep. I'm pretty sure on the USHL. Yeah. Pretty yep. positive on that. Yep. Yeah. So I mean just if I were a player in the OHL, I just, you know, I'd almost feel not necessarily I mean, maybe some of them feel cheated, but I mean, I just I just feel for everybody involved that like you said that would just be so frustrating to, you know, you're working towards your goal of being uh, drafted into the NHL and then just having your season totally stopped. I mean, especially if you're like a bubble player, yep. you know, you don't know if you're going to get drafted. You might be a seventh round pick, yep. but now you're not able to showcase, you know, what you've got, you know, would these NHL teams end up choosing somebody from one of the other major junior leagues yeah. who actually was able to play this season and perform? Yep rather than somebody who is only going off of what they did a year plus in the past.
0: Well, oh, no, for sure. And it's one of those, I think I was almost trying to find the the silver lining, but there's really not one Um, because, you know, there's going to be, I don't even say a handful, I'm going to say, you know, tons and tons and tons of players that deserve that next step. But if you're not playing, nobody's focused on you. You know what I mean? Like there's nobody, nobody's coming to see you because there's nothing to come and see, you know? So it's, yep. a, it's just a situation where all around I feel, I feel terrible for these kids. It's almost like I feel like they should have some sort of, like, designation, though, or something, or, like, a, a asterisk yep. by their name, like, hey, like, I didn't drop that far down. But then, you know, if, right, if, you're, still, right. but if you're still not, you know, able to go out there and play competitive hockey, you know, because I'm sure these guys are, you know, training or whatever, but um, at the end of the day, if you're not able to play competitive hockey, you're going to lose a step or two. It doesn't matter how much training you're doing. Um, so in that aspect, um, I do feel really bad for them, and I, my whole thing at the end of the day is that, like, I feel like they should be able to, and I don't know if this is a financial decision or what it is from the OHL, but, you know, at the end of the day, if you have people that, that want to do something, they should have maybe the freedom to do that, and if people don't want right. to do that, then they don't do that but at the same way taking away opportunities i feel like is uh is the wrong step but i wish i kind of knew a little bit more about why that decision was made um cuz it does seem odd that they were kind of the only ones uh to do so so that's that's yeah. my whole thing is was is it cuz if it was just financial then i think that's even it's irritating either way but man yeah, you know just sure. you know these these kids not being able to skate just because you know organization might lose a little bit of money um at the end of the day i, I don't don't uh, don't drive with that um but anyway so are we uh what do we have we got one more uh we got one more topic huh
1: yep so just one more thing kind of segueing on the whole uh covid thing the uh colorado avalanche were one of the most recent teams to have uh some of its games impacted by covid-19 they had three games postponed due to covet positive covid tests excuse me uh so the three players uh that were released were confirmed positive on the Avalanche were Boen Byram, Philip Grubauer, and Jonas Donskoy. So had to miss three games, but I kind of wanted to use that to talk about uh, what do you, th- how do you think the uh, NHL has handled, you know, the COVID situation so far this season?
0: Uh, in all honesty, I feel like for the most part, I feel like they've tried to stay ahead of it. I mean, obviously, I don't think anybody expected there to be no issues, you know what I mean, right. moving forward. I think everybody knew that there would be some um, I know Vancouver kind of got hit for uh, for a little bit yeah. with, with uh, some serious, but that was like kind of a new strain situation. And that really seemed like it was more than just uh, the Vancouver Canucks team that seemed to be within that area uh, sure. of Vancouver yeah. or, B- or British Columbia. But um, I think they've handled it pretty well. If you look, there's a lot of times where if there's any sort of even an inkling that there's a situation uh, they might cancel, um, you know, the uh, what am I trying to say, the the day skates or the, you know, the practices oh, yeah, or, yeah. or the skates like they really try and stay ahead of it. Um, so I think they've done a good job. Like I said, nobody's expected this to go 100 uh, percent, you know, all the way through. And as far as, you know, because I am a Colorado Avalanche fan. But I, at first, was really kind of excited. I'm like, okay, well, you know, they, the boys kind of need a break, and if they can kind of take a little break, you know, then, then we might be okay. But if you watched how they lost to the Blues the other night, I'm like, well, maybe they did take too much of a break. So I don't know. I'm, I'm a little split as a fan. Um, but as just a fan of the NHL, I, I don't think that there's anything more um, that you could ask them to do because, you know, the players aren't going to stay in a bubble uh, for the whole season. So since that right. was out, I feel like they've uh, minimized the uh, – the threat, if you will, by kind of keeping the divisions the same.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree with you. I think in terms of, you know, what the NHL has done overall, uh, they've done a pretty good job. You know, like you said, the Vancouver thing, that was just kind of, you know, who would have saw an entire new strain come in. It's not like you can really prepare too much for something like that. Uh, You know, just with the daily testing, everything like that, I think they've done a good job. I think they had a little, a couple hiccups here or there. I remember uh, at the start of the season, uh, the... Devils had, I think, like one or two guys test positive or be potentially exposed through contact tracing uh, who ended up playing in a game uh, versus the Sabres. That's the main reason I found out about it. And then (laughs) uh, I think like four or five players and staff members on the Sabres ended up getting it, so it resulted in a whole bunch of cancellations for both teams. So, you know, I think they were able to, you know, look at that and learn from it uh, and do a pretty good job since then. Uh, I know some of the players have kind of been a little bit unhappy. I don't know if you saw Robin Leonard's his kind of press conference rant this past week, but he was just kind of upset because uh, he made it sound like the NHL promised uh, its teams and the players that, you know, if a whole team got vaccinated uh, they'd get, you know, kind of more relaxed restrictions mm-hmm. uh, in a bunch of different ways. I was looking at all the specifics the other day, but just like kind of be a little bit more relaxed and, um, similar to what the NBA has done for its league. Um, but I guess what has happened is now that some teams have gotten vaccinated, the NHL has kind of, you know, taken the, taken that statement back a little bit and kept the same protocols uh, to prevent any sort of competitive edge. But uh, I know Robin Leonard was unhappy about that. But I think they're doing an all right job, um, you know, to make it this far in the season with as minimal postponements as possible. I think they've done all right. I'll be interested to see if anything changes uh, for the playoffs coming up.
0: Yeah, I think they'd only really be able to make some of those changes once they know that everybody has been vaccinated. Um, Because you're just you're not trying. And that's great. You know that they did. um, But you're not trying to put out any sort of advantage because, you know, at the end of the day, that should, you know, almost kind of be a a freedom per se. Now, granted, the Mm -hmm. NHL is private. They could have people do it, but it's one of those to where if the NHL wants to come in and, va- and vaccinate everybody, okay, then that's fine. Then you can create these rules. If you're leaving it up for them, then I don't feel like it's safe to create those rules. Um, you know what I mean? So it's one of those yeah, to where yeah. it's kind of a it's a black and white thing. Like, okay, either we're going to give everybody a vaccine and then that way we can just change all our rules, but we're not going to give uh, this team that's fully vaccinated, you know. Because then there might be uh, some pressure to do so. And whether or not you think the vaccine is a good idea is your own personal uh, freedom, if you will. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, at the at the end of the day, I, like I said, I, I think that they're uh, doing okay. Um, well, I think that's the last thing on our list. But uh, I think we were going to talk about, and I know this is uh, close to your heart, Owen. Uh, but we were going to talk about your sabers for just a little bit. Are, are you willing to do that? Can
1: you? I think, that's I, I think I can muster up the show <laughs> to uh, discuss it. So this past last week, uh, the first two teams in the NHL were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. The first, my beloved Sabres, going to yes. have to pour one out for them. Yep. Elim- eliminated from the playoffs, officially, officially cementing the 10-year playoff drought. Have not made the playoffs since 2011. Oh, I remember watching that last game as a 12-year-old kid in my basement just being super upset. I don't even think the series was even close. I'm pretty sure they were playing the Flyers and lost the series 4-1 or 4-2. Yep. And they lost the last game you know, by three or four goals. But little did I know that was going to be the last time that I saw the Sabres play a competitive playoff game for 10 years plus.
0: Yeah. Well, but what's the, you know, because cause I really want to ask somebody, because I, I don't know if you know this or not, Owen, but there's a lot of people that talk about Buffalo, but it's, we don't really know about Buffalo. You know what I mean? We're not, right. we're, we're not on the inside. We're not really paying attention. We're just kind of from the outside, just kind of, I don't want to say pointing and laughing, because at this point, <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that went from pointing and laughing to be like, oh, man, like. I really hope I'm one of those. I'm one of those people. Yeah, um, I, I went yeah. from like, oh, that's funny. Because it's like for a while there, it was like, oh, this isn't funny anymore. Like, this is actually yeah. kind of sad. Um, but when they beat uh, or no, I'm sorry, when they lost to uh, Philadelphia, when they were going into the third period. And I believe they oh, were. Up, yeah, mm-hmm. they were up three. Nothing. I yeah. was like, OK, because I was rooting for them. I really I didn't want them to keep that losing streak going. And then for them to, for that game, for them to blow a 3 0 lead going into the third, I was like, maybe this is voodoo. Are we living in a simulation? Like, how is this possible? What's going on? It's like,
1: almost seems scripted at that point. And then (laughs) the worst part about that is, you know, I was thinking, because that that game was what taught, or I think that made them get to like, I think that made them tie the record for 18 straight losses. I'm pretty sure that game, because then the next game, they played Philly again and were able to win. Yes. That they didn't, have a standalone record right and then but the, y- yeah. yes and then, then
0: there, there was a difference between a, a losing record and then a winless record too so right. they had mm-hmm. the longest losing because they didn't actually have a tie was that it
1: right yeah i think like the longest winless streak was you know winnipeg way back in the day they had like 30 games in a row or something without a win right but it was losses and ties right But yes in terms of actual <laughs> losses since the <laughs> since the shootout era.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: So we're, we're, and penguins. Yeah.
0: I like how I said, well, we're not laughing at you, but now I'm laughing at you, but yeah, no, uh, I really, um, I, I, I really, I not like you do, but I do support Buffalo sports. Um, I just, I've always low key liked the, the bills. I appreciate, uh, anybody that's, that's a fan of, of, of Buffalo sports, but, uh, it's just you know I, if anything you can really uh, separate yourself a little bit and really stand out though cuz you're the first buffalo mm-hmm. fan i've met down here i i've right. not met another one
1: right <laughs> yeah i mean it's just kind of it's a blessing and a curse yes. to say the least yes absolutely but i when, mean i remember grow, growing up it was like the bills were just horrendous mm-hmm. you know uh for all i can remember until the last you know 3 years or so uh and then when i was younger you know the sabers were good like yeah. the first 10 years of my life they were pretty solid and then it kind of over time it's just kind of taken a 180 where the bills have gotten better and the sabers have just gotten worse yeah so but isn't know. it the
0: same owner does this the guy same owner own both the teams
1: yeah so it's uh the Pacu- the pagula family yes yeah. kim and terry pagula and so since they've taken over everyone thought you know th- they bought the sabers first so Everyone thought, you know, they were going to pour a bunch of money in the Sabres and kind of like save the franchise because, you know, you could see the rabbit hole the franchise was digging itself into. Um, But then, you know, then they bought the Bills and all that money that we thought was going to be put into the Sabres started going to the Bills. And I mean, it's paid off for, for the Bills for sure. I mean, they've made a ton of huge hires, gotten a bunch of big names to come up to Buffalo, drafted really well. And basically the exact opposite for the savers they seem to always get a high draft pick who doesn't perform up to specs yeah well up To expectations
0: well i i, I am low-key i won't audibly and not definitely not in front of people but i am rooting for you guys uh you know i i, I do want you guys to find success obviously probably not going to happen this year but uh maybe next year um so we'll, we'll get that figured out but uh owen um so i believe that uh we have we have wrapped uh, or we've run down our rundown is that absolutely we've, yep. we've, we've we've run it down um okay down. so uh so this is where you kind of do uh the ending thing it could be whatever you want it to be you can just
1: do whatever yeah. you want. so for, first thing i want to say is just adam another thank you to you and uh matt taylor want to pre- want to say thank you guys again uh, i really appreciate you guys you know bringing me on making me feel welcome making me uh making me a new part of the team. So I just want to thank you for that. Thank you for coming on today's episode. And I look forward to uh, continuing these episodes week by week.
0: Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to Owen. And uh, we wouldn't have reached out to you if we didn't think you could do a good job. Um, And I think that this episode went uh, really well. Uh, And we're going to try and do this uh, once a week. And we are, here's the other kind of cool part about uh, Owen's show that he's running here, is that um, we are going to try and bring on some like past guests um, that were on just the original face-off spot, uh, you know, with the, with the interviews with me, um, so it'll kind of give us a chance to kind of bring back uh, some old friends. So, Owen, I want you to start thinking about who we could uh, bring back in from the show. I know that we uh, have plenty of mutual friends, and uh, some of them are funny and entertaining and might have uh, something uh, fun to say about uh, our rundown here. But uh, anyway, I know For that sure. I've talked to Matt Taylor about this, and we're both really excited that uh, you're a part of the team now because, you know, as we're starting to grow. Uh, you know, we want to bring people on with us that are kind of trying to do the same thing. So, uh, with your background in this, and you know, you uh, uh, technically, I guess, going to school for this, Matt and I, Matt Taylor and I, have no idea what we're doing. So, uh, any, any help you can give us is always uh, is always certainly welcome. But we we are really excited to have you on. We're really excited about the new show. Um, but anyway, I think what the idea is that we're going to try and come out with these, or at least put them out uh, every Monday. Um, so. Uh, Owen and I will find some time each week, and we're going to get together. We're going to find our top five things, and uh, I don't know. We're just going to chat about them for a little bit. So anyway, uh, thanks for checking us out. Also, check out uh, faceoffspotpodcast.com. Uh, check out Face Spot podcast on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, yeah, all those good things. Uh, also, a big shout-out to uh, Matt Taylor, who helped uh, Owen and I figure out this uh, a Skype thing. We're kind of recording off of a Skype. Uh, I was very confused with what I was doing. Uh, Matt Taylor came in saved the day. Um, but you know, that's why he's a part of the team. Uh, just like Owen. But uh, anyway, Owen, you uh, good to go? I'm good to go. Alright, man. Hey, well, uh, we're gonna come out with these. Like I said, we'll, we'll put these out every Monday. Uh, got more stuff for you. Uh, thank you, Owen. Thank you, Matt. Uh, check us out on all those things. And uh, we look forward to you uh, tuning in next time. All right, later guys.
1: Yep.